Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. everybody thank you for joining in on this week's episode of welcome home with the katinas uh, i hope you all have been enjoying having some new guests back on we actually had an old guest on with zion last week and that was really special for me to get to sit down and spend some time with a guy who's not here in town all that often <clears throat> and uh, i hope that everyone is enjoying warmer weather by now I know here in Tennessee so we actually got snow over the weekend and then today which is Monday the 14th when we're recording it it was like beautiful outside and sunny and blue skies and everything but I have a feeling spring is very close for most of us so I hope everyone's enjoying that Uh, I'll get into our guest for today who I'm super excited to have on This is someone that when I started the podcast, I thought they were one of the first people that thought, I can't wait to have them on the podcast. And it's taken some time, but I've finally (laughs) gotten them to come in and and record, and I'm super grateful that they're here. And so I would like to welcome my lovely sister-in-law, Amelia Katina. (laughs) Millie, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. And... Like I said, Amelia, or I call her Millie, so if you hear me say that, it's the same person, but Millie (laughs) is married to my brother, Eli, who's been on the show, and she is uh, my sister-in-law and someone who I admire a lot for a lot of different reasons, Um, but Millie, I just want to give you a chance while we start off for our listeners who may not know you, I just want to give you a chance to introduce yourself. I'm Amelia, or Millie, and um, I'm married to Eli Katina, <laughs> and um, I grew up in Seattle. My family moved here when I was 13, so I also kind of grew up here. Yeah. Um, uh, Eli and I got married like a year and a half ago, and we just bought our first house in Franklin, so... Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's just us. And our one-year-old golden doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about, yeah, about dogs at some yeah. point tonight. But Millie, thank you again so much for being here. I'm really excited. And, you know, I think it takes a amazing woman to be married to my brother. And so <laughs> me and all of our listeners are lucky to have you. Um, I know that you listen to the podcast, so mm-hmm. you know the format that I have for my guests. And... Mm-hmm. If this is your first time listening to the show, this is the format. I ask three questions, and I've not told Amelia any of these questions, and uh, um, a lot of times guests ask me to tell them the questions beforehand, <laughs> but I always tell them I'm not going to do that because I want the answers to be just off the cuff and um, as raw as possible. So Amelia's never heard these questions before. 
The first two questions are things that I'm more interested in. And then the third question is a little bit more about Amelia, about you, Millie, and um, we'll get there when we get there. But I'll start out with your first one. Okay. And this is a question. I actually had a difficult time thinking of questions to ask you. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I felt like this would be a good one because one of the first times I ever, I really didn't didn't even meet you but i saw you was at the airport the nashville (laughs) airport you might you were probably like 14 14, or 15 and you were going on a missions trip somewhere Mm -hmm. um and i guess you knew someone in our family probably eli yeah okay you knew eli but you guys weren't even dating at that point. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyways, I knew you as, oh, yeah, she's that girl that we knew at the airport that one early morning <laughs> in Nashville. But I wanted to ask you about travel. And mm-hmm. I want to ask you, what is your favorite place you've ever traveled to and why? That's a good question. Um, so I've been a few places. I haven't been as many as I'd like to, but... Um, probably my favorite place is Tanzania, I would say. Um, I did not even know you've ever been there. Yes. That's where I, so I went to Tanzania for a month. Okay. Um, my cousin and I went there and she had a friend who was a missionary there. And so we went and like stayed with her and saw their team of missionaries and kind of, um, helped them with their ministry for a few weeks so you said it was your cousin yes okay just you two yeah just the two of us she's much older than I am but um she actually knew like I love to travel um and that was actually our second time going to Africa together when I was like 11 my whole family went and she went with us and so she knew since that trip that I loved traveling. And so when this opportunity came about, she was like, you were the first person I wanted to ask. Wow. At the time I was only 16. So it was a big deal to leave for a month. Yeah. Um, I'm sure your parents, what were your parents like? Their 16 year old daughter asking yeah, to go to Africa. For yeah. I mean, they were always very supportive. They knew that like, that was like what I was passionate mm-hmm. about. So they were very supportive of yeah. it. But, so, in your month there, where where did you guys stay and like what was what did like a normal day look like there? So we stayed like the missionaries had like a little kind of compound area where each of them had their houses. Um, we stayed there for the first three weeks, um, and day to day was just like working in the communities and um, like helping with the church that was there in the um, town and. She, um, one of her ministries, it was funny, she helps, like, young, she, like, um, collects donated wedding dresses, so, mm-hmm. like, young women can, um, have a wedding dress if they, like, can't afford one, um, so that was kind of a fun little job that we had while we were there, it was, That's like, cool. we, like, helped her try on wedding dresses and, oh, like, wow. size them and fit them and whatever, but, um... So it was kind of a variety of things. We did, like, um, we helped, like, paint a mural of, like, a map of, like, Israel and of, like, the Middle East um, for this Bible college. Um, And then a lot of just, like, playing with the kids in the community, which was always my favorite thing. But So while you were there, 
I've never been to Tanzania or mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. Um, but I have traveled a little bit in, in my life. And um, the thing that I en- usually enjoy the most about traveling, especially to like a faraway place like that, is just seeing like how different people live across the world and mm-hmm. how I all, this is a cliche thing to say, but it always makes me thankful for what I have here in America. But what is like what is the culture and like life like in Tanzania? Um, it's much slower. Yeah. And I think that was, it's what I appreciate so much about it. Um, but yeah, every day is like, you just take it as it comes and like, nobody's in a rush to be anywhere or do anything. Um, and everybody is just kind of like always looking out for each other and their family and their community. Um, and it's just really, it's very sweet. And, um, yeah, just a much slower pace of yeah. life. I, I really appreciate that <clears throat> you went for what most people would consider like a longer period of time, at least for a, like a missions trip. Yeah. I think I would still call that like a short term thing, but yeah. it's not like you were there for a week and left or right. you were there for a month. And I think I've mentioned this in um, past podcasts, but... When I initially started my undergrad at Lee University, I was my major there was um, intercultural studies. Mm-hmm. That's not what I ended up graduating with, but I spent like a year and a half in the intercultural studies program. And what the program was basically was uh, like a way to train a missionary. Like it was a missions-based yeah. education, and one of the things that stuck with me, I don't remember what class it was, but we were talking about short-term missions trips, mm-hmm. which I think anyone, especially if you like grew up in the church, it grew up a lot of people like at one point went on a missions trip with their youth group or, mm-hmm. or with their church or whatever it is. And usually those trips are like a week long mm-hmm. and you go and you're really just kind of dipping your toes in. Yeah. Um, it's, you're dipping your toes in the water. And we talked about how, you know, a lot of times those trips are mostly just impacting the people who are going on them yeah it's hard to make like a big impact somewhere when you're only spending five nights there and that you know not to take anything away from what those short-term mission trips can do and the value that they bring but a lot of times if especially in a place that is broken and there's a lot of poverty, disease, mm-hmm. sickness. Um, it takes a long-term effort to make yeah. a long-term change. And so to spend a month somewhere, that, that's a yeah. sacrifice. And so yeah, I know you've also been on like short, sh- like mm-hmm. a week-long mission trip. What would you say is the difference between something like that and then spending a whole month in a different country? Yeah, so I agree with what you said. Like a lot of mission trips impact the person going more Mm -hmm. than, um, the people you're going to help. And, um, I think that the church, I went on a lot of one week short term mission trips and my church that I went with, they were pretty good about like being aware of how the impact that we were having on people Mm -hmm. and they made it, they tried to be really intentional about like, um, we are not here to be like, the white people coming in to save these yeah. people because they're so broken, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that a lot of times we, that can happen. Yeah. 
and we think like, oh, we're going to go and like fix these people. And really that can be like kind of offensive to them. Like Mm -hmm. that, like we think we're the like, you know, almighty people that are going to come in and save them. Um, And another thing I, I have learned, I feel like with going on mission trips is a lot of times we go and like try and like do work or like build buildings or like paint things or you know whatever and um I think that can bless a lot of people and that isn't always a bad thing but I think too that a lot of times we are like coming in to do that and taking away jobs Mm. from locals who could do that um and so I think it would yeah if we could focus more on like how can we like equip the locals to like learn how to do those skills and like get paid to do that instead Mm -hmm. of us coming in there and like paying to do that ourselves, you know, um, it would really help a lot of like, yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're saying. And so one thing going back to my time as a intercultural studies major, we, we talked about how like the, the greatest changes that you can make, come through relationships Mm -hmm. and so i i think about like i think that applies obviously to missions but also just in life in general like there are i have memories especially from when i was a kid of like an adult taking time to like talk with me and like meet me at my level and share a little piece of themselves with me and a lot of times those are people like I haven't seen them in 15-20 years Mm -hmm. but like the relationships that they the the way they poured into me has still stuck with me I'm 25 years old now and I still remember um, moments that I that I met different people that had a great impact on me and I think in missions like like you said a lot of times we can focus on like the building we're gonna build a school or Mm -hmm. we're gonna paint these walls or we're gonna you know put this roof on or whatever which are important things and necessary things but if i when i think about it like buildings crumple and Mm -hmm. uh you know things can the buildings don't last forever but if you build relationships with people which takes time Mm -hmm. you can have a lifelong impact even after that building falls down one day or they have someone else come build a yeah, nicer right. one or whatever. Totally. But, well, uh, Tanzania. Wow, I, I need to go. I need <laughs> yeah. to go sometime. And yes. That's like Southern Africa, right? Or um, it's like, yeah, it's like in the middle on the east coast. Okay, kind yeah. of. Yeah. I would love to. I, I actually was talking to Alexis about this because Alexis loves to travel mm-hmm. and. I'm not kidding, like, every week she has, like, we need to go to this place. We need to go there. And she's always making suggestions. But yeah. I told Alexis, I really want to go to Africa. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I have, like, this strong desire to go. And Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would love to go one day. Yeah, we also went on a safari when I was there. And Very I nice. highly recommend that. Yeah, I would so love fun. to do that. Yeah. Because I love, like, what, what kind of animals did you see while you were out there? Oh, we saw... Literally, what was funny is we saw literally everything except cheetahs, which is like oh. a really common thing to see. And oh, wow. somehow, like even after days and days in the parks, like we never saw one. 
Um, but it's like elephants, zebras, giraffes. Um, what we did see, which I didn't realize until we were there, is like really, really rare. And they're actually going extinct is um, a rhinoceros. Oh, wow. Yeah, they are highly yeah. endangered. Yes. So it was like a big deal. And like everyone, the like um, people that drive the safari trucks, they all have like their radios and everybody was like radioing each other to like come and see it. Because wow. it's, they said there's like locals there who have lived there their whole life and never, never seen one. Wow. So that's it, was crazy. Just, it was a big deal. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I remember in high school, uh, I was taking an, an environmental science class and we actually learned, I think I wrote a paper about uh, rhinos, like the white rhinoceros or something. And mm. I remember, again, this is just what Williamson County Public Education taught me, but they were saying like our kids and our grandkids, like, they might grow up thinking of rhinos as like extinct animals. Right. Yeah. Like they might not. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they told yeah. me. That's so sad to me, but it that's cool. Sad. That if that is true, you can tell your grandkids one day, right. one time. <laughs> I've I seen, seen <laughs> I saw one. Yeah. It'd be like seeing a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. but, well, thanks for sharing that, Millie. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there's your first question. Thank so you. it wasn't too bad, was it? <laughs> no. Okay, I hope not. We'll move on to your. We'll move on to your second one, and. I have to ask this question because you're my sister-in-law and you're married to my younger brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and your guys' story is, uh, I don't know what the word is for it. I, I'll just say special, but yeah. you guys were high school sweethearts. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people when they're in high school have that special someone that at one point they're young and naive and they think, oh my gosh, I'm going to marry this person. Mm-hmm. And then they a year or two passes and they hate each other or right. they grow apart. or It doesn't work out for most people right. in high school. But that wasn't the case for you and Eli. No. <laughs> you guys stuck it out from when you were like, before you could drive, basically, mm-hmm. I think. But I want to just ask you to tell that story and tell me what it's like now being married to someone who's a one of the best men I know, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> excuse me, but you knew him when he was just a boy <laughs> and like what it's like yeah. mar- being married to someone yeah. that you've known for so long at, at such a young age. Yeah. So I'll just kind of give like the short version of how like we met and started dating. So we um, both went to Centennial High School. We had gym class together and we like knew who each other were but weren't really like friends we also were just like 14 and really awkward so we like would never talk to each other or anything um but so that's like kind of how we met and knew of each other also i went to young life at your house which was really funny like i would come to your guys house every week like way before eli and i ever started dating um but so that's how we met and then i left centennial and homeschooled so i didn't see him ever for like three years um so a couple years go by and he like has my phone number from freshman year still and reaches out to me and just like asked to hang out and i was like just out of nowhere sure why not (laughs) yeah so you had no contact we had like there was like a couple times maybe throughout the years that we like stayed in touch kind of or like communicated over like social media uh-huh. you know but had never hung out never like talked to each other or anything and so um yeah it was like the summer before I had just graduated because I graduated a year early he was starting his senior year 
and he asked to hang out and so we did and then here we are now almost six years later so like in that like what was it two or three year gap where you Mm kind of didn't really have much contact yeah like was he on your mind at all or like was like did you think did you date other guys at that time yeah okay i did date a couple other guys um that were like not serious relationships at all and i know he dated other people too and um obviously didn't work out but (laughs) (laughs) um he was somebody that i always kind of like had in the back of my mind Mm. that like i don't i don't know i like never thought that we would ever actually hang out but when he like finally asked me it was kind of like oh, like, maybe this is really going to happen. And this is like, like, I, we like kind of had a crush on each other, you know? And I was like, but I'm never going to see him again, you know, like, but, um, I definitely didn't forget about him. Yeah. So, and how old are you now? 22. And you were 14? We were 14 when, yeah, when when we first met. met. We started dating, um, actually on my 17th birthday. Okay. So, well, let's let's go with seventeen because I often I think about this, like I'm twenty five now. I'm a lot. I feel like I'm a very different person now from when I was twenty two, where you're at right now. Yeah, I'm like worlds away from where I was when I was seventeen. Yeah. And you know, I had a girlfriend when I was seventeen, and I can't imagine like going through all of the changes that I've gone through in the last, what is that, eight years? Mm-hmm. And, like, all of, I'm sure she's gone through a lot of changes as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to her in years. But, <laughs> like, it it's just hard to, like, meet someone at that age. And, right. and, like, it still work out. Just because you're both changing so much and going through, like, a very, like, volatile part of your life. So mm-hmm. I want to ask, what do you think is the biggest thing that's changed in Eli? From when you met him to to now, and then also mm. for in yourself. Hmm. Eli, I mean, I feel like we've both changed so much. And I feel like a big reason, like, we were able to, like, keep dating and not, you know, w- drift apart or whatever, um, was I was already graduated. And he, well, originally, actually, at the time, he was still planning on going to college, but then neither of us went to college. So it's not like we ever had to do like a long distance relationship or anything. Um, We both kind of like finished high school and like started our lives. So we were like, kind of just ready to start them together. Um, But we have both grown a lot over the years. I think um, just like individually, we've grown so much. And like, um, Eli has um, grown a lot in how I think like the biggest thing for us in our relationship is like how we communicate with each Mm. other and just like um, learning how like we grew up and how our past like make us who we are today and how that like comes out in our lives day to day now like being married Um, and I was thinking today, I was listening to something about the Enneagram and like I had read the book a few years ago and kind of got into that a while ago, mm-hmm. but um, that was like a big thing that I think helped us so much in our relationship is like understanding not only just like who the other person was and how they like 
um, kind of function and think, but, but like for ourselves, like we both learned so much about ourselves that like we never knew like, Oh, that's why I do that. You know? Um, so it's been really good to see that and kind of like work on our strengths and like kind of have empathy for each other and like compassion for the other person yeah. understanding them better. So, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Enneagram cause we're both nines on the yes. Enneagram. And Eli is an eight. And Mm -hmm. I find it so interesting because Eli and I, like, thankfully we've gotten better and more mature (laughs) through age. But, like, growing up, I would say Eli and I fought just as much as any other pair of brothers. Yeah. Like, we fought a lot. And Mm -hmm. we just butt heads. And, like, our personalities often did not mesh mesh well together Mm -hmm. and a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that we were brothers um but i do think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that our personalities are just there's a lot of uh tension points between them and but eli ends up marrying uh, (laughs) someone who has a a, a similar personality to me which is amazing to me and i would love to be a fly on the wall (laughs) whenever you guys get into a little argument or whatever because Mm. i i know what that's like (laughs) and i I can kind of understand your perspective a little bit yeah do you um with your guys's personalities like obviously i would consider you guys kind of opposites yeah um do you feel like after being with him for eight years or whatever it's been now, um, there's parts of you that are like kind of starting to become the same? Like you guys are finding similarities in? Um, yeah, I think maybe a little bit, but I think, um, yeah, I think just like understanding each other more, we can kind of like, we, we kind of complement each other better. And I think too, the more like, for me, like as a nine, a lot of times what we do is like, um, we're the peacemaker. So we like have, we like sacrifice our wants and things. Um, and I think I've kind of learned that like, it's okay to like express the things that I want. And that actually in his, with his personality, he like wants me to do that. So I think like we've kind of been able to like come out of our shell or I've been able to kind of come out of my shell a little bit. Um, around him and like not be uh, like no he'll understand like where I'm coming from yeah I asked you that because like I've noticed even so Alexis and I have been together since 2018 so it'll be four years this year Mm -hmm. and we've changed in four years and I've noticed that like I feel like Alexis has become more of a homebody since we've been together because like when we first met and she still is like this obviously but like she was like never home like she was always out doing stuff and mm-hmm. very like social and mm-hmm. extroverted which she still is but like i feel like now oftentimes she'll i'll be like what do you want to do tonight it's friday night or whatever and she's like let's just stay in and watch netflix or whatever yeah. and i think in the back of my head i was like that's you josh you did that. <laughs> but, well I'm glad that Elon picked you, Amelia. Oh, and thank you. Me too. There, there's your second question. So, yeah. And I hope that was an easy one. I figured she's gonna this. She's it's gonna be easy to talk about that because yeah. it's such a big part of her life. But yeah. Um, but yeah, there's your first two questions. And like I said, the first two are things I'm more interested in. Mm-hmm. And then this third question is more about you. And mm-hmm. 
this is what the podcast is all about. And it's why I do this podcast. And this question is super open-ended. So there's no wrong answers. You can answer it however you'd like to. And I hope you do. But the question is this. What's going on at home? <laughs> yeah, so I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> so I kind of tried to think about it beforehand. Um, but so about a month ago, Eli and I bought our first house, our first condo. And um, we spent weeks like renovating it, and um, which has been super fun, mostly. Um, but... Since we've kind of like started finishing projects, um, I think I've just been thinking about like, um, I think my word for the past few months has been create. Mm. And I think um, this book that I'm reading kind of like remind, I had heard this before, but it kind of reminded me about how like um, we're created in the image of God mm. and him being a creator like means we're also meant to create. Wow. And like, um, so... And that can look like, you know, so many different things. So I think right now I'm kind of in a season of like um, creating a home mm -hmm. and, um, you know, a space where people can come and feel welcomed and um, just feel like they're at home in our home. Um, so that's been really fun. And um, Eli and I have just been kind of like dreaming about like what kind of life we want to create and like what we want it to look like and um, you know, how we want to spend our weekends and, yeah. you know, places we want to travel and when we want to have kids and kind of like, we're kind of like settling down and like just dreaming about like what, um, yeah, we, what we want our lives yeah. to look like right now. So I love, so is the book that you're reading called Create? Or... No, it's not. It's... Oh, okay. <laughs> what's, what's actually, I just finished it. It's called Sacred Marriage. It's actually okay. a, a book about marriage, but he kind of like briefly mentioned that and um, okay. it kind of like sparked that in me like, oh, like, you know, I can like be creating even if it's just like doing house projects, yeah. you know, it's like we're you're creating a home for yeah. you and your family to grow in. And Well, so I love that you brought up the verse about how humans are created in the image of God mm -hmm. because, and this is just me personally, but I think that that passage of the Bible and specifically that verse in the creation story in Genesis is one of the most profound parts of the entire Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think that because, you know, loving your neighbor is, Jesus told us is one of the greatest commandments. Mm -hmm. And, loving your neighbor is basically like loving God. And, you know, when I think of my neighbor, I think of just any other person. Right. And a lot of times, especially in this world where it seems like maybe we're less connected with people mm -hmm. um, socially, I think it's so, uh, it can be so profound and an epiphany for a lot of people that if we start thinking of other people even strangers as made in the image of god mm -hmm. and what does that mean that means that god's in them and yeah that god's in us as well and so not that i walk around all day thinking about this but uh a lot of times when i meet somebody for the first time and you know afterwards i'll think wow that was kind of a weird person or that was kind mm -hmm. of someone I don't think I would ever want to see again or whatever. 
Yeah. I'm reminded that they're created in the image of God. Yeah. And that's amazing to me. Yeah. To know that there's something in that person and something in me that is God given and of it's of God, of our creator. And I know that's not exactly what you were talking yeah. about, but, um, you know, I think if people take time to ponder that and, and think about that, it can really change your interactions with other people. Mm-hmm, totally. And like, especially if you go to a place like Tanzania yeah. or go somewhere where everything is foreign, like it feels you might as well be on another planet. Yeah. To remember that those people are made in the image of God, that, that God is in them as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have like a nice bow to put on top of this, but yeah. um, can, does that resonate with you at all? Did you, did, did, does the book talk about that at all? Or um, if not, it's okay. <laughs> I, was just I mean, it's a book about marriage, so yeah. it wasn't, it doesn't go into depth about that. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying and I think it's such a good perspective to have and it's easy to lose that perspective especially like on social media and that sort of thing like it's so easy to like see things and like judge people and you know um feel like insecure or like like you're not living up to like what they're doing you know all the things um but yeah the reminder that like God created each of us equally like um it's just a good kind of like way to go about your day you know like view people yeah well so you brought this up and I'm asking this question for me but I'm also asking this question because I haven't told anyone actually besides Alexis that uh, I'm having you on as my podcast guest, so uh, okay. I want to keep it a surprise because I know there's a lot of people that are, really want you to be a They've guest, and waiting. I know <laughs> the people who are going to listen to this very intently are going to be my parents, Yes, because they're going to be like, my parents love you, obviously, and they're going to be surprised to see that you're on the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but you talked about kids, <laughs> and I know they're wondering, yes. as, as, as bad as I'm sure... I know you want kids eventually. And yeah. I, we both, I want kids and no one wants us to have kids more than our parents, uh, yeah, I feel like. Totally. Um, so they're listening. <laughs> but I just want to ask you, you don't have to tell me when because that's your own business. But mm-hmm. um, what, like, what's, what do you, is there, where does that desire come from for you to have kids? And like, mm-hmm. how do you, what do you dream of when, when you think about being a mother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, like, always loved kids since I was, like, 10 years old. I, like, have, like, babysat kids, mm-hmm. like, um, and so it's something that I have, like, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom, so it's something I've always, like, desired. Like, I've, since I was, like, super young, I've been, like, I can't wait to have kids and be a mom. Um, so... Uh, and then being a nanny before my job now, I was a nanny for many years and I think, um, I was in like in homes where, um, it was just like a really good environment for me to like, I told people sometimes it was like going to school to be a mom, Mm. um, which some people, I feel like being a nanny kind of like scares them away from that, but it just made me so excited to like, um, yeah, just like 
raise my kids and like obviously eli eli always talks about wanting to have kids just because he's curious what they're gonna Uh look like (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like yeah um but yeah i think i've just always wanted to be a mom and i've always loved kids and so i'm like can't wait yeah it's so you you for a lot of the time that i knew you growing up you were a nanny yeah and that was always interesting to me because like Eli and I n- never grew up with like a nanny in the house. We had yeah. aunts and uncles and older cousins and everything. So, but when I hear about Eli, would like tell me stories about your experiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, I was always amazed because I was like, wow, Amelia's like a second mom to these kids yeah. in some way. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What What did you learn the most from your time being a nanny and and spending time that much time with kids? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I feel like I I worked too with like newborns to like 14 year olds. So it's like every age. So I feel like I learned so much, but, um, I think a big thing is just like giving yourself grace Mm. and like that. Yeah. All, a lot of the little things just like don't matter. And that's probably easy for me to say because I could like you know, not deal with things and then just go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I've always heard that like young kids are super resilient, mm-hmm. meaning like if you mess something up, like mm-hmm. you're not ruining them forever. They're going right. to bounce back, right. which I think, thank God that, that right, that's the totally. case because like, and I'm glad that you spent time with like newborns, like very yeah. young babies. Cause I've had this conversation with Alexis <laughs> and just thinking about like one day if God blesses us, we're going to bring home a newborn yeah. and like, I have no idea yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I'm hoping like some fatherly instincts are yeah. in me that kick in, but like just very basic stuff like when are you supposed to put them to bed and right. what are you supposed to dress them in the most basic <laughs> things ever yeah. i don't know what to do yeah then. so at least you have some experience yeah. with that and i know there's lots of resources out there i'm sure someone's going to send me something now that you should read this book or whatever right. but um <laughs> i'll always come over and yeah guys. i'm glad auntie millie well yeah well we have a built-in <laughs> nanny me and alexis yes so. alexis told me she's never changed a diaper before so okay i, like, I have okay. done that okay good. i have, <laughs> I actually have younger cousins. I think it's so funny. They probably don't even know. Yeah, I used to change your diapers when you funny. were a baby. But yeah, um, I don't think Eli has ever changed a diaper. Really? I don't think so. Wow, Eli got off. I off know. The hook. I, I know. I won't say their name, but I remember the first person who I ever changed their diaper, yeah. and they're in our family. And <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was probably I was pretty young too to be. I want to say I was like 10 years old and I was changing a baby's diaper and I was like, well, you have to do this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You have to do this every day. day. Yeah. (laughs) But well, whenever the diaper changing days come, I don't know when those are going to be mom and dad, but (laughs) whenever those come, we'll have you coach us. Yeah. Um, Well, I have, I guess I can ask you one more question Mm -hmm. um, before we are out of time. And... I think this will be a good place for us to end, but you said that you're, um, growing up, your mom was a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Is that a dream that you have to be a stay at home mom yourself? 
Um, I've actually kind of been thinking about this yeah. as the um, childbearing years are yeah. upon me. Um, but I think I definitely would like uh, if I have a baby would want to take some time off a little bit of time, maybe like a year or so. Uh-huh. Um, but I think I used to want to be a stay at home mom and now I think I want to work maybe like very part time. Uh-huh. If I could work a couple of days a week, I think, um, and thankfully we have parents in yeah. close to help and support us, yeah. um, to be able to do that. But, um, I think ideally I would work a couple of days a week and okay. then, it'll be interesting to see because like i don't know if you've ever heard the story about my mom when she had me Mm -hmm. but um, obviously i don't remember this but i've my dad and my mom have both told me the story that Mm -hmm. the plan was for my mom to take like a month or a few months off and then go back to work yeah and the story is that like i was like minutes old and my mom was holding me and she looked at my dad and said, I'm not going back to work. Yeah. And so I wonder if like, yeah, we'll when, see what you, happens. <laughs> when the day comes, if there will be something in you that yeah. flips or yeah. if that changes. But yeah. And I do want to say for the record that working is not limited to leaving the house. I think full-time yes. moms oh, are workers for sure. for sure. 100%. I'm learning that just by having a dog at yeah. the house. So, <laughs> yeah, same. I, to have kids, if you yeah. are a stay-at-home mom and you're listening, you're a hard worker. I hope you know yeah. that. And so um, yeah. maybe one of the most important workers there is. So For sure. Well, Millie, I think our time is running out. And I want to um, finish by thanking you for just taking the time to sit down and I just want to encourage you as someone who uh, I admire and who I think I have a lot in common with I want to encourage you to keep believing in yourself and um, I know that sitting in this chair might be a little uncomfortable for you (laughs) but uh, keep getting in your uncomfort zone and, and stretching yourself because you have such a beautiful perspective on a lot of things and the world's a better place when you share it. Thank so. you. I love Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Love you too. We'll do this again if you didn't. <laughs> okay, hate it maybe much. in like a year or so. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you so much, Millie. Yeah. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.
find 